Alex Clint here is Canadian, but he doesn't listen to Drake. Yeah. I mean, I've been known to run through the six with my woes, but the similarities end there. But anyways, even though he's Canadian, he does have some strong opinions on some of the most relevant businessmen in America, such as Elon Musk. Well, I, I was born here, and I have lived here my entire life. So you've lived here, here your entire life. Um, so have you liked guys like Elon Musk your entire life? Um, let's see. Well, I think I first learned about Elon Musk through, like, a Simpsons episode that he um, guest started, like, a while ago. It was... Um, it was like a bad episode, but like for a while I was like, yeah, Elon Musk is seems like a cool guy because he makes electric about, cars he's all about and those are good, and right? Rockets and going to Mars and right. The electric cars. the Yeah. Mars and cars. But, you know, um, more recently I've come to the conclusion that he's, you know, pretty bad dude. <laughs> Now, what's so bad about him? Well, um, actually, uh, this is to tie this into some current events, just yesterday, the um, National Labor Relations Board ruled against Tesla and Elon Musk for um, actually carrying out illegal actions against uh, union organizing. Elon Musk has always had his run-ins with the... Um with government organizations um a while ago you, you remember the sec thing where uh he oh, tweeted that with, tesla with was like gonna, the 420 dollars yeah thing. he's they're gonna go private at four at 420 and um yeah led to a whole back and forth with the sec yeah that's i guess kind of a, like a great encapsulation of elon musk he because can be like, a bit reckless he'll well yeah he'll 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 do this you know thing that people like on the internet in like 2013 would have found really funny and then almost goes to jail over it i mean i don't know he does have a bit of um boomer humor would you would you call it i mean it's obviously not the worst of his vices but yeah boomer humor so i feel as if your main um the main thing you hate about elon musk is how um he doesn't exactly treat his workers like kings, so to speak. He, yeah, he does not, by any means, treat them like like royalty. Now, is no, that he's, is that a is that something specific to Elon Musk, or um, is it a much broader issue? Well, it's 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 a much broader issue, obviously. If um, I think. Well, Elon Musk catches a lot of flack because, you know, he's he 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 loves to be in the spotlight. Um, and I think for him, any publicity is good publicity. But, yeah, if you look at any of the like more boring CEOs out there, if you look at like he's like the Kanye the people West who run Walmart or Amazon, they're they're doing the same shit. And I yeah. feel like Elon Musk is like the Kanye West of the tech industry. Um didn't Kanye also get in trouble for not like paying his workers? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, 
That's Elon Musk, the, Stan- the Stanford dropout. I-, I feel like the thing is, I watched an Elon Musk documentary, and like they try to make this this narrative of when he start when he started Zip Two, he was um he he was he slept in his office and hustled until he made it, and like they painted his childhood as if like oh he was born in South Africa and in like a in such a tough situation, but he was this genius kid who could program computers at such a young age and i feel like there is this sometimes people create a narrative of him that sort of paints him to be like a superhero and i honestly like the thing is i do think there are things about elon musk to look up to i do think that he's hardworking. i do think that he knows how to create innovation knows how to lead a team um he's a very competent um guy i I, there, there are parts uh, of him that I want to emulate myself, and he's like one of the guys who like who became successful. But I'm not gonna sit here and act like he's um, like a god or or something like that. Well, yeah, of course not. Um, I mean, a lot. Yeah, the well, there's there's been myth making around Elon Musk, like there has been around every other CEO that he pulled himself up by his proverbial bootstraps or whatever. And like, I would definitely say that the idea that he is some hardworking hustler is entirely fabricated. Entirely fabricated. That's a strong, um, a strong opposition. I feel like he's kind of like Steve Jobs. Like, like, you know how Steve Jobs had Steve Wozniak to actually develop the technology and then Steve Jobs was more in the marketing, um, more so the the business, the yeah, the business and marketing part of things. Even though he did um, have his fair share of um, computer hardware and software knowledge, and the thing is, like, it's an and a, you could tie this back to Henry Ford and guys in the Gilded Age. Like Henry Ford didn't exact he he didn't necessarily know how a like a car worked as if he was a mechanical engineer, but he was able to develop a team who did. Um, and Andrew Carnegie didn't really know much about the steel industry or whatever it was. Um, I'll tell you what Andrew Carnegie did know about. What did he know about? He well, um, I was, I was reading about this today actually. And the, um, wait, no, was this Carnegie or Frick? Oh yeah. No, it was Carnegie. Um, in the Homestead strike of 1892, he, um, he knew a good deal about hiring uh, detectives from the Pinkerton Agency to suppress the people who were striking and who ended up actually killing nine of the steel workers. Um, and to connect this back to the present day, um, members of the same detective agency that... Um, Jeff Bezos hired to spy on Amazon workers. I mean, I got to give it to Jeff Bezos. Um, to for quote, spying to, on people? For, <laughs> not for that, but if you saw his testimony in front of Congress, I mean, he could quote Freddie Gibbs by saying, I might have lost today, but I'm undefeated in court. Like, And what he was being um, tried for was not um, anything unionization related. It was more uh, antitrust um, related and he sort of had to like bs his way into proving that amazon didn't have a monopoly 
over the e-commerce market. Yeah, that's that's another thing. He's, you know, like as long as like Amazon has existed, it has pursued these ruthless policies of, you know, crushing any competitors underfoot in the interest of expanding their own share of the market. I mean, um, Alex, Amazon isn't the only e-commerce company. Uh, Crunchyroll still exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, I, I failed to consider the anime market. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else is there? What else is there? And yeah, I mean, you look at the like the Dow or the NASDAQ, you, you see... You know the the big the yeah. big guys at the top. You see the Amazons. You see the, the Teslas. You see the Facebooks, and you see the Crunchyrolls. Speaking of stock prices, part of the reason why Elon Musk surpassed Jeff Bezos in net worth is because um, is because Tesla stock actually got short squeezed, and it went up. And um, Tesla has a significantly higher um, PE ratio. So like Tesla might not happen to like have anywhere near the revenue. It might not have the revenue or cash flow that Amazon has, but um, but because of the um, the investing sphere, Tesla prices just went up and just shows that part of business is not even having a good business. It's just being able to win the stock market, so to speak. And I mean, I feel like the stock markets, like we all know that the stock market's not even a great predictor of anything. It's not necessarily a great predictor of how good a company is. It's not a great predictor of how good the economy is. It's really a predictor of how well investors are doing pretty much. Yeah. And if that's the reason, like Musk was the world's richest man for what, like whatever amount of time he was. What what does like he didn't earn that wealth through any of his own merit, and all the wealth that like he doesn't get from whatever investors decide is the right price for Tesla in the stock market, he gets from the value his employees produce. Well, here here's a point I'd like to make. You say that these um, CEOs, um, their wealth is created by the labor of their employees. But um, if you start a company and you hire people at a fixed wage, and it is part of the agreement that they will not receive any stock options or anything, I don't see how it's unfair for the business owner to take home all the profits while paying his employees a fixed wage that they initially agreed to. Well, that's that's exactly the thing about it is the profit that the CEO makes is is not his or hers that they earned. The profit is the surplus that the workers generate. No no worker in an Amazon warehouse is producing fifteen dollars worth of value with their labor. The way to determine the economic value of anything is difficult and esoteric and whatever, but whatever, whatever the value of their labor is, it's a lot more than $15. Let's say it's a hundred dollars. Let's say it's $200 for the fucking backbreaking work that they're doing every hour. That's, that's the profit that the CEO goes home with. 
So I guess the idea here is that reward comes not necessarily from working harder, but from working higher up, if that makes sense. The like rich people play it off as, oh, I'm rich because I worked harder. Yeah. Which is a, which which I agree is a misrepresentation because I I do I mean the primary cause of wealth is um, your dad having it. People are always going to emphasize one side over the other to push their idea. Whereas I do think that um, I do think there is a balance. There's a balance to a lot of um, these ideas that people talk about. If we're talking about um, things like the anarcho-syndicalist communes in Spain in the 1930s, if we're talking about when Korea entered into an anarcho-communist society in, I think it was around the same time, if you look at places like the Paris Commune, you see, you know, well, maybe not the Paris Commune, but you do see a successful abolition of wealth and a, a move back to, I think, yeah, a bit closer to the trading systems. To transition on over back to our buddies up in the up in the hills, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. What do you think of their um, their aerospace? rivalry with spacex and blue origin it's not really i mean it's not really a 50 50 rivalry um spacex is a little bit uh bigger than blue origin but um what do you think of this whole like quest to mars or jeff bezos's goal to have like a structured base in outer space well um i don't know to be honest i think it's like kind of stupid overall uh do you think part of moving to an idealized society might be transitioning from beyond earth no not at all <laughs> i think the a lot of the reason you see rich people like musk or bezos or richard branson or whoever the fuck like taking these richard branson into come like to mind? space expert sorry what made richard branson come to mind Virgin Air, Virgin Airlines is not does not really. Yeah, it might technically. Doesn't he do space too? Doesn't he let like a space shuttle? I don't know. I haven't heard his name in like years. All I know that he. All I know is that he was on Shark Tank once, and he (laughs) like like owns Virgin Airlines or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's. He has like this. He has Virgin Galactic or whatever. Ah. Um. Didn't know about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, based on, it's, I don't know, I can't claim to know exactly what their psychology is, like, pursuing these projects. Um, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe they're just, like, fucking nerds, and they're into space. Um, but you know it's 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 a distraction it's yeah using the like using space exploration and colonization of other moons and planets or whatever as the you know marker for human progress rather than you know actually addressing existing problems on earth that they could easily solve with the millions and millions of dollars they're putting into 
possibly maybe one day like like getting people on mars so i've kind of been caught up in the rat race of getting rich because like i always talk about on this podcast how my goal is to get rich and start a successful business and all that but i mean and i i I always thought that being employed was the rat race but it's almost as if participating in our society the way it's centered around wealth that's the rat race and um i always thought that becoming my own boss would be the escape from the never-ending climb but maybe it's not because you still you still it's there is no easy way there is no easy way out because um like you said like when people are getting rich it's not like the lucky people it's like it's the system working perfectly isn't what make isn't the thing that makes life good overcoming hardships? Because if there are no hardships, then there's no hardships to overcome. And satisfaction comes from being better than you were before. Right? Well, um... So without struggle, how's there any winning? Well, or I maybe think winning, no maybe way winning to, is like, just a way to justify the suffering in the world. Eliminate struggle from anything you can eliminate forms of struggle and i don't i don't think the is it is life really about overcoming struggle or do people just use that as like an excuse for um causing struggle to others in the first place well is i don't know really the move everyone has you know their own view of life um but I think, may, like, you, you make a good point about the idea of overcoming struggles being used to justify, you know, struggles that have consciously been put in place that, you know, wouldn't exist if they, if they hadn't been, um, if that makes sense. But yeah, the that I guess that ties into the idea of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. I mean, I'm out here trying to make dollars, but first I got to learn to make sense of it all. Do you think it's harm? Like, do you think it's mentally harmful for someone to get so caught up in the idea of success? Um, because that's what this entire podcast is about. Well, I cannot make any, you know, grand overarching statements about the pursuit of success. And I, gu- I guess it depends on what type of success you're pursuing. Um, but I would say if you can pursue success and if you can do it at the expense of, you know, as few people as possible, if no people at all then maybe that's that's what life is about. Another thing another thing that comes to mind is that um even the media we consume is re- revolving around our 
idea of success. Like, for example, I did an episode with Milo on the NBA and um, rap music. But though, but the thing is, the NBA is popular not just because people like to watch basketball, but because it's the best basketball players uh, in the world. It's the basketball players who made it to the top. It's like the top, like, you got to be really good to make the NBA. Like, and what I'm saying is that um, when we watch when we watch NBA basketball and we watch the playoffs and watch who wins the championship, we're basically just um, watching the athletic success of others. And when it comes to music in general, um, a lot of um, a lot of the lyrics to different songs are about overcoming struggles in life and there is there is a success factor behind not just the the creation or the distribution but also the consumption of music because um a lot of the re- one of the reasons why drake is so popular is because he is successful he started from the bottom now he's here <laughs> yeah um, there's always exce- I mean in music it's a little bit more complex because um, I wouldn't necessarily say that um, people listen to Radiohead because they're all billionaires Radiohead's music is kind of all about the grind when you think about it how so um, well if you listen to like the lyrics of say so, everything in its right place if you know you look at the lyric there are two colors in my head what do you think those two colors are it's green, green the color of money <laughs> and it's red the color of blood you or know the, two, the struggle for wealth and the struggle for life are in everyone's head they're even in tom york's head i don't know military engineering is a thing that exists I've never seen a military engineering major. If you want to be like an engineer that builds like tanks and stuff, like you would be a mechanical engineer, or yeah, um, I don't know, or a na- or a naval engineer, which is which is just a specialization within being a mechanical engineer, an air and or an aerospace engineer, which again is just a mechanical engineer but specialized towards um, aeronautical technology. So like really, if you want to be a milit- if you want to be a quote unquote military engineer, you would really be a mechanical engineer. Yeah, well, can't major in military engineering, but there's a lot of really important things you can't major in, like love or honesty or truth. You, but you can't, but you can major in lies. It's called going to law school. Oh, I kind of fucked with the idea of being a lawyer at times. Alex um, Goodman, your new name. Oh wait, that's already yeah. t- that's already been taken. God damn it! Um, yeah, I don't know. I think public defenders are cool. I think they're kind of like the only good lawyers. Something, like something funny law. about Breaking Bad is boom fits into the whole wealth conversation because the whole reason Walter decided to get into the meth business was not because of his cancer. It was because he regretted. Um, 
not staying with uh, gray matter technologies. Yeah, that's the reason why he did it. It was the intense regret from leaving that. Yeah, he had the chance to be. Uh, he had the chance to win capitalism, but he uh, fumbled it, so to speak. And then, like in the end, wasn't his meth business worth like, like in the billions or something? Yeah, I believe like- he said. I, I believe in his like um in his I'm the one who knocks speech. He said something like, "I run a business so big it could be listed on the Nasdaq." Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> yeah, for for a show about like a guy who for a show that like hinges on the idea of like a guy not being able to pay for his medical bills it's you know they don't they don't do a lot of like heavy-handed stuff about america which i think is interesting and something about the series is that as it progresses walter becomes more and more evil but um maybe he he doesn't become more evil because he sells drugs he becomes more evil in the pursuit of wealth like he like he'd kill for it I honestly don't even think the wealth was that important to him. I think yeah, it wasn't the wealth; it was more the ego, like the power. He, yeah, he's yeah. you know he's entirely fueled by hubris. Like and his end, his end goal wasn't necessarily to be rich; it was more to be revered as the great Heisenberg. Uh huh. God, yeah, good show. <laughs>